Hi, everybody. Are you constantly searching for answers to your problems? Do you wake up and go to sleep reading and listening to self-help books and podcasts? Is all the new information getting you better results? Is it changing your life? These are critical questions to ask yourself. We're living in what looks to me like a golden age of self-help. So I know I get a mental boner when I see new content from Robert Glover, from Andrew Huberman, Tim Ferriss, Mark Manson, the list goes on and on. Can you have an unhealthy relationship though with self-help? Can you even be addicted to self-help? That might sound strange coming from a coach on a podcast, but I want to ask it. Um, welcome to the Nice Guy Show. I'm Ari, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Chuck and Faisal. So what are your favorite self-help books? I wanted to start with that. We're not just here to knock down self-help, but what are your favorite self-help books and podcasts, Faisal? The go-to book for me has to be the, the book that's left the most, I would say, uh, impression on me is The Alchemist. The Alchemist is all of self-development in one book. It talks about focus. It talks about relationships. It talks about masculinity as in the purpose for a man or his, his legend. And I would say it's probably one of the most moving books I've read. And when it comes to podcasts, there's so many. I mean, podcasts like The Nice Guy Show, fantastic with these three hosts. And um, there's so many out there, depending on what I'm looking for. And there's a whole you know, bank of information out there. How about you, Chuck? What are, you, what are your favorites? Uh, so many, but uh, usually it's the one I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, I just did a whole video on this on my my channel. Um, some of the some of the ones that I like uh, from the core, John Wineland. Uh, that's one that I think is really important. You know, Way of the Superior Man, obviously a good one. No More Mister Nice Guy, great one. Uh, more recently, Gatekeeper by Sean Smith, uh, one that I really like. Um, and then uh, the other one. Uh, the, that I think is really good for nice guys. It's actually written from a woman's perspective is called open her. And, um, uh, the author, it's, uh, Karen Brody, uh, open her, um, really, really good book. Uh, in fact, she's going to be on, um, integration nation coming up pretty soon. So if you guys are not on integration nation. You should be and put a link in there. Um, she's coming up, I think in a few weeks. So, now, those are some of mine. Why, why those books, though? I want to know what is different about those books. Is it those specific books or is it how you used them? So why, why are those special? Faisal. I, I guess a book is about what resonates with you and where you are in your you know, evolution journey or where your consciousness is. There are some books I read you know, five years, 10 years ago, and it didn't really land. And later on, sometimes, you know, you reread them or, or go or listen to them. And then you think, oh, okay, this lands a lot more. 
I resonate with this a lot more because, you know, that's where your maybe consciousness is, your evolution state is, and also that's where you're in your state of life. Uh, all the books that Chuck, Chuck has mentioned, fantastic book. This, I, when I started going through personal development, I went through hundreds of books and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of videos. So uh, it all depends on what I'm trying to achieve. And usually it's coming from a place of emptiness, void, there's something wrong. Yeah, if you're if you're going through hundreds of books and thousands of videos, that's that's just an awful lot. Like it makes me wonder how much you can get out of it. So, yeah. Are are you a self-help junkie? You know, let's 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 cut to the chase. Are you are you Actually, main, right. are you mainlining books? Book? All right, what's your book? What's your one yeah. book or books? Um well, no more, Mister Nice Guy, uh, has been one of them. That, that's one that I I come back to over and over. I mean, to to me, that's one of the that's that's one of the things that makes it uh, special is that it uh, it rewards repeat listenings or readings. Um, I, I would say the way of the superior man, like that book, was a real kick in the ass like when i when i need like somebody to hit me with a big stick i will often put that book on um it's like it's a reminder of what it what it means to be a masculine man and you know it it's it's the spirit of that book it it, it kind of hits me in the face um other ones you know that I that I love uh, what you say when you talk to yourself. That's uh, an important self talk book. I find that's that's really accessible. The Prosperous Coach, you know, for coaching. Um, these are ones that I listen to over and over, and and it's not just for the information. It's it's the spirit of the book. I, I like listening to audiobooks, I've realized because then you, you get the feeling behind what the author wrote you you get the energy um so it has a, a different impact um so so those are some of my my go-tos um and i and i do think that i'm a self-help junkie when, when i'm being honest with myself because there there are times where you know i'm just i'm buying five books at a time i'm downloading all these these podcasts, and I, I may or may not listen to them. I may not get to the book for a year. Um, or there's there's books I've bought a few years ago that I, I've never touched. So <clears throat> to me, that's that's telling me, you know, that I'm I, I'm searching for something outside of myself. You know, I, I'm I'm wanting something to to fix me or give me the answer to something. Because I'm I'm feeling uh, insufficient, that that I can't figure out the answers for myself, or I can't use resources that I already have, you know. So, to me, that that's that's me falling into self help junkie mode. Um, I mean, wh what does it mean, Chuck, to be a self help junkie, and and do you identify as one? 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I do. I try to really balance it out, just knowing that I kind of have an addictive personality. But, you know, before we were talking, uh, before we were recording, Faisal brought up a book and I'm like writing it down. Like, okay, I got to get this book, you know. And it's almost like we're searching for these answers that we feel like somebody else has the information. And if we can just get this information, then our lives are going to be different. Now, I actually talked about this in my new book that's coming out finding your way without losing yourself, that it's a habit that I got into shortly after I got sober was similar to what Faisal was talking about, where I was just craving, craving knowledge. And what I found was that I was really, what I was really craving was the dopamine hit of coming up with like an aha moment or an epiphany where it's like you read this, you're like, oh my God, this is so good. And you underline it and you highlight it and you fold it book and you put the book down and you forget about it until like you're talking to somebody else and they're like, oh, I've got this problem. And you're like, oh, dude, I'm reading this great book. You should read this. You know what he says in there? He says, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like, yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to get that book. And then he gets the book and then, but it's not applied. You know, and I think that's the part where we can really lose ourselves. I mean, Tony Robbins said we're bombarded with information, but starved for wisdom. And I think that we're looking, we're starved for wisdom. We're starved for not just knowledge, but how to actually implement these things. And the problem is we'll read something and then we'll put it down and we won't read it. I don't know how many books I have, to be quite honest, that I've maybe read the first or second or maybe even third chapter that I've, that I've read completely cover to cover. You know, I, and oftentimes I'll have two or three books going on at the same time. So I would sort of qualify that, you know, the, the addiction piece is I'm always looking for the next tie. I'm looking for that next, oops, that next nugget. Um, and so it's that idea of chasing the dragon, you know, when you're when you talk about chasing the dragon is chasing that first initial high that you got. And, uh, I think you can do that with self-help books. I mean, it's a, I don't know go back and look, but it's several billion dollar industry uh, and it's only growing. So let's, I think maybe even it's the opium of the masses right now. Chuck, Chuck, when's your book coming out? Uh, hopefully it's coming out by the end of the month. It's, it's, uh, you know, like just got uh, the interior, uh, design done. We're going to go make some changes once that's done, you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Since we're on the topic of your book, how, how do you want people to interact with your book? Um, I don't want what, them to interact with my book. Like I just what, want them to buy how, it. Just, I don't care what you do with it. Buy it. Put it on the, <laughs> put it on the you know, Leave five-star reviews. I really don't That's care it. what you do with the book. <laughs> <laughs> you can use it as a doorstop. You can use it as a doorstop. doorstop. You, can, you can beat the dog with it. I don't care. Just buy it. Buy three copies. And then, you know. Now, um... How do I want them to interact with the book? Well, I mean, I put, I put my heart and soul in this. I want them to, I, you know, I wrote a book to hopefully help people change their lives in a way. So, you know, it, but the thing about it is, it's just like anything else. It's what you put into it is what you're going to get out, right? And so if you're, you know, you pick up a book and you read it and you highlight it, and then you'd never apply what's in it, then it doesn't really change you. And I think... I think what we're really seeking after is transformation and unless applying the knowledge. Again, one of the things I talk about in the book is the difference between knowledge and abiding. Okay. So there's a truth and the truth is, you know, this 
nugget that I'll lay out there. Okay. And you can, you can know the truth, but unless you apply it and, and I call it abide in it, you know, it becomes part of you that what good is it? It doesn't do you anything. Hmm. Like the dude abides in the big like Lebowski. Like the dude abides in the big Lebowski. I was, I saw your face. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I telegraphed that. <laughs> Everything comes back to either the big Lebowski, Wu Tang, or no more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> There's three the areas of my Ari. brain. Trinity yeah. of Ari. <laughs> the big Lebowski, Wu Tang, and. No more Mr. Nice, oh, Mr. Guy. nice Guy. <clears throat> Poo-Tang, but I think it's Wu-Tang, not Poo-Tang. Yeah, we started off uh, with my mental boner, and now we're on Poo-Tang. <laughs> so we've <laughs> covered our bases. So, you know, how, how, do you, how do you guys think, is what is the right way to interact with a book? to get the most out of it. Is, is there one right way or, or what's the right way for you to, to really absorb a book? So you're not doing it in a, in a superficial junky kind of way. I can tell you one of the things that I do, if I find a book, <clears throat> I re, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, And one of the things I do is I'll listen to a book while I'm driving or something like that. And if, if the book really captures me, I'll go back and I'll buy the hard copy as well. And then for me, I'm an auditory learner, auditory and visual together. So if I'm listening and reading at the same time, I find that I absorb it a lot more. Um, you know, oftentimes if it's really good, I'll take notes. Sometimes in books, there's practices like in No More Mr. Nice Guy, you know, there's the breaking free activities. I can't tell you how many times, you know, answering some of Robert's mail emails that he gets where a guy will call in and, or write in and say, I read no more Mr. Nice Guy. This is amazing. This is awesome. Now what? And I'm like, did you do the breaking free activities? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, go back and do the breaking free activities. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you can read something, but there's a difference between, I think, reading and receiving, which is the feminine, right? And the masculine is doing. So the application piece of it is, so when you're reading, you're really in a feminine state of receiving information. And if we don't change the, the, the polarity in that and then apply, then we're, we're just always constantly consuming, always constantly in the feminine and nice guys love to be in the feminine, you know? So interesting. Yeah. I, I hadn't put it together with the masculine and feminine polarity. Everything's masculine, feminine polarity, brother. Everything. <laughs> it's constant consumption. Yeah, it's constant consumption, isn't it? And uh, I, you know, I would say I'm a, a recovering self-help junkie. And I caught myself after my divorce, I caught myself like wanting to find out what is happening. Why did I have this breakdown? Why did I have this divorce? And I just had to find answers. And every time I found answers, it was the same thing. It was never enough. Now, every, every time I did anything, even applied anything or anything I thought that was you know, worth applying, it was never enough. And one of the things I talk about, which I'm writing a book as well, so I'm going to be joining you guys. And, uh, and one of the principles I have is I have a framework. And 
is the fracture framework and fracture number two is the, the mental, the mindset fracture. And in that one, it's, you have a belief is I'm not enough. And I was coming from that belief. And when I was coming from that belief, anything I did would always equate to never enough. The gauge was permanently set on not enough. So no matter how much books I had or how much knowledge and wealth over time, like Chuck said, the dopamine rushes, you know, the dopamine will, will wear off. Then I'll go back to the square one of, it's not enough. It's not enough. I need to keep going, keep going, keep going. And over time, and only recently, I've started to slow down. And rather than consume the book, just taking it all in, like going to a buffet and just eating nonstop and just fast. Now what I'm doing is I'm taking my time and being more mindful with it. Like, for example, the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, one of, one of the most powerful books. I'm not longer reading the book. I'm now studying the book. So I'm, I'm taking my time, absorbing it, reflecting upon it, like the Stoics did. They said, you know, don't take in the information, question it, challenge it, see where it is. And the thing I call it is the embodiment gap, is I have the knowledge and what's the gap between myself and applying that. And that is forever, you know, I'm working on. It's a muscle I'm building to reduce that gap of embodiment and knowing and embodying it. So I can find myself like you, like most guys, you know, just consuming in the feminine, need, need, need. But I also went the other way as well. I started to produce, produce, produce. And what happened was that I, I felt like I was rowing without a direction or going or without a destination. I felt like I had to be doing something. So if I'm doing something, I was more busy and noisy rather than being effective. So that was the other polarity of where I ended up. I just sit at my computer and I'd be working from you know, seven o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock because I believe that if I'm just working at my machine with no proper aim, I'm working, at least I'm doing something. So I went two ways. So that's like ex excessive masculine energy, would you say? Yes, yeah. yeah, so it, it was, it was, there was no temperance, there was no balance. Or moderation. I just went from one side to the other side. And I find myself switching between them. So one day I'll be like, consume, 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 consume. And because it was coming from a place of not enough, then I'll sit down at the machine. And again, my belief would be, it's not enough. So I need to keep working. Oh, why are you stopping now? It's not enough to so carry on, carry on, carry on. And I, I noticed myself, I was isolating myself with family time, with my kids time, because I just felt this, whatever I'm doing on my laptop, it's not enough. I'm going away on holiday. I need to be checking my emails, checking everything because it's not enough. So every movement came back to not enough. And I would, so I would add to that, that that's not actually being in the masculine. That's being in the feminine because the feminine is chaos. Okay. So if you're not focused and you don't have a purpose and you're just, I'm checking my email, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. That's not masculine. That's, that's feminine. And what we have to do then is self-contain and create a container for us. That's the masculine where we, we take that energy and we put it into, you know, a list or tasks or something along those lines. And that's where we balance out that masculine feminine energy. Yeah. I, th I think, you know, that, uh, consuming self-help books or, you know, listening and reading should just be one of your practices. Mm-hmm. You know, so you should be 
journaling, you should be writing, you should have some kind of meditation or grounding practice, you should have practices for fitness, you know, so you want to look at all of your your practices and habits. And, you know, is is this one that you're emphasizing? I'm talking to the listener now, uh, well beyond the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the kind of balance I would be looking for. And that would be what I would call, you know, that's the polarity. You can call it balance, we call it polarity, whatever you want to call it. But in t- inside, okay, so it's not that we need to put away our feminine, right? It is that we need to balance. And I think reading is actually a way that we're, you know, we're consuming and we're doing at the same time. So there is kind of a balance in that. But I think that we can take that even a step further of, you know, creating the container to apply the knowledge that we are consuming. You know, Robert talks a lot about, you know, husbanding your feminine. Reading is a great way to husband your feminine to, to, you know, so it's, it's, it's not bad to read. It's not bad to consume. It's simply that we get stuck in the consumption without the application and that's where we fall out of balance or polarity. Just be careful not to husband it too much because it gives yeah. Ari's boners. We don't, yeah. <laughs> don't give me too many <laughs> mental boners. Did I invent the mental boner? I Did don't think I? you invented it, but maybe you perfected it. You got to be known for something. Right. How about, uh, how about podcasts? Any favorites? Uh, do you use podcasts in a certain way? Do you take notes, Faisal? I like uh, Stephen Bartlett's one, "The Diary of a CEO." That's a, he has some great guests on there, and I, I like what I'm trying to do now is I'm following a philosophy of less is more. And only recently, when Dr. Glover said he gave me a really uh, good practice he said you know sometimes when we're lost we don't know where we are spend 20 minutes talking to the universe god or whoever it is that you you want to connect to and then spend some 20 minutes listening to the messages and you know i i I was doing this practice and i was walking along the river and one of the messages that came was a book recommendation i was like oh great another book to consume and in that book was, um, it was by Ryan Holiday, Stillness is the Key. And in that book was that we don't spend enough time being, we spend a lot of time doing or consuming. And what I've started to do is I've started to let go of this tight grip because everything I was doing came from a place of void. It was emptiness. You know, I need to make sure I'm making more money. I'm a good father. I'm a good coach. I'm, there was a lot of hat to be done or a lot of things to do. So now I'm letting go of this tight grip. And one of the old wise people said, and you know, we mentioned this about the wise wisdom. And it, it comes from a place of a lot of intuition. There's a lot of guidance. There's a lot of within, within us. And, you know, we're creatures for, you know, hope sapiens. We're humans for a very long, you know, existed for a very long time. And in our DNA carries a lot of wisdom. It's just that we are just so busy and distracted from accessing that part and connecting to the to the bigger picture divine. 
And one of Rockefeller's quote was, man who works all day doesn't have time to make money. And this is where I found myself was I was, I was doing a lot of things without being effective. So my focus is now is less is more so I can be more effective and read less so I can act, understand it and study it rather than just consume it and eat it and feel sick afterwards and then to eat it again. That seems like a really good take home. How about how about you, Chuck? Uh, what are what are your your take homes for the listeners about this topic? I don't think the take homes I would say is you know for me again is learn to abide, which is consume but do. If you're only consuming, you're going to be out of polarity, and if you're only doing, you're going to be out of polarity right? This is why we need to have both the application and the consumption of it. It's, you know, when you think about life in general, there is a flow, there's an in and an out, our breath in, out, the waves of the ocean in, out. This is the rhythm of life is the in and out. And so we want to be able to apply that same principle to how we consume. I'm consuming in, okay, in and out application. And that's just, that's just the law of the universe. And if we're not doing that, if we're just sucking in air, right. And we're never doing anything with it. Yeah. You're going to be shocked when it cracked Faisal up. Your mind's in the gutter. Uh, yeah. Well, so. you started off with the boner. So that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So quit sucking. So my takeaway is stop sucking, start blowing. How's that? And you're welcome. <laughs> All right. One of my take homes is that, you know, self-help is about, th think about it as helping yourself. You know, that it's kind of like what you guys are saying. It's, it's, it can't just be about consuming. It's about developing your own internal resources. It, it means learning to think for yourself. I mean, I think that's, what some of our favorite self-help books help us do is actually think for ourselves, um, and helping yourself involves making mistakes, allowing yourself to make mistakes and learn from them. That's how we build trust in ourselves. You know, I, I, I was on a drop-in call with Dr. Glover last week and we were talking to, um, one of the integration nation members, and um, he was consulting different self-help books. And so Dr. Glover you know, was talking about how we, we often try to make decisions based on committees as opposed to trusting ourselves. This is, this is what I got out of it. You know, so, um, you know, you can go to all of these great self-help books or podcasts, but you, you still need to figure out what you actually believe. And even if you're not sure about it, try stuff out. That's what's going to bring you real confidence, real enduring confidence. Any other things you want to leave with the listeners? Ari, I, I love what you just shared about, you know, as nice guys, we're always looking at the, the committee or everybody else that reminds me one of the traits of the nice guy syndrome is approval seeking 
So are we looking at all these books as to get approval for life or decisions or we, we need to make? So we're constantly getting that. You know, I find myself, oh, this is how this author does it or this is how this person does it. It's, so it was a way of getting validation and approval. Yeah. God damn it. Someone give me the answer. I don't know whether to call her or not. Right. Is this the right yeah. move or not? So is, it's right. been there. That's a great point. Oftentimes we will, we're, we're trying to get it right. And that causes us to be in paralysis. And so that, that there is just do, just do and learn from the do. Don't, you know, I think that's a, a thing of, of, you know, we're worried about screwing up and looking bad. And I said, screw. And now Faisal's laughing again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if, you know, but, it, but do like do and learn from the do. I think that's the, the thing probably more nice guys need to do than to not do. And I think learn from the screw. Learn from the screw. Are you trying to get at me? <laughs> I'm with the giggles now. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that's right. All right. Thanks everybody. This has been the nice guy show. I'm Ari. You've also heard from Chuck and Faisal. Come find us on social media, on YouTube, on all the platforms. Send us your questions, your feedback, what you like and don't like, and your favorite self-help books. We know what your favorite podcast is. Have a good rest of your week. See you next time. You've been listening to The Nice Guy Show the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website niceguyshow.com for more information on how to connect with Chuck and Faisal. Until next time, keep living your best life.